Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. First off, I have to tell you about a Europe is Coming special offer. You can get a 10% discount on all of the program courses or the Athlete Academy fees. Just pop the code EIC into the checkout to get the deal online. Check the show notes for the link. This time around, I am talking with some of the team athletes who have been in Mallorca this week training with the program camp. We talk about their schedules, aspirations, and what it's like to train alongside elite games athletes. Also in this episode, I have a chat with John Singleton about The Crown, which is the programme's competition for young people happening in Easter next year on the island. So, let's kick off with John. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. It is um, almost Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in in Yukmayor, in the middle of a teen camp. Mm-hmm. And we are here to talk about the Crown. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? I, good? I'm good. You know, it's always a, an exciting week. Like, I suppose in some ways with the the Crown, the competition, it's also the same for um, the teen camp because we've not had a, a teen camp for so long. And it's nice, you know, like there's a new generation of athletes coming through. And, and I really enjoy these weeks. Like, it's nice being able to work uh, work with this generation. Mm. Shut, I'll, I'll go shut the door and manage. All right, yeah. <laughs> the content creator to the uh, for the program is currently chatting. I'm, I'm really happy to uh, to be able to do it again. You know, in essence, we didn't do it a few, for a few years uh, purely because of covid like it was just hard to organize events and one hard to organize events and then actually also the fact that um because i was alone uh, working with like gabby jacqueline christoph it was hard to take a week away yeah, in order to do, to, to do the camp whereas now we have um chris on board here that gives me the capacity to do more things like that so it's been really good how did you um we should be speaking about the crown but let's quickly talk mm. about the camp how did you kind of did people invite themselves did you invite them how did you figure it out who Um, was going to be on the camp so what it actually just generated from i think the first team camp happened in like 2015 in like the canary islands which is a really cool concept um and then actually we started doing like multiple camps a year for for that and then we had a bit of a break and so i think this time um a few were kind of like had reached out to see if we were still doing it and then some others we reached out to, like Emma, for example, is um, on the program uh, with Dom, who's one of the athletes here, same as Stefano. So there's a bit of a mix of like kind of people who'd heard about it from a few years ago and wanted to come. And then some others just let us know, let them know that, hey, we're doing this uh, again. Would, I think you'd be a good fit. Would you like to be involved? And I guess in a way, the crown and the camp kind of coexist very nicely together they, they do I think the concept's similar in the sense of supporting the next generation mm. so they both have that kind of um, underlying vision that you know how can we help the next generation of the sport come through be better and set good foundations and obviously they are different the camp we only have like um, eight athletes mm. whereas the crown we're going to like ten, 10 times that so we can reach more people and, um, and so they are different but the underlying vision is the same. Is it unusual what you're doing? I mean, are there other other training programs and other coaches that are hosting camps for teens? Uh, I don't think specifically. Maybe a few that I'm not necessarily aware of. 
I think in general, there's not like many training camps happening, period, let alone for specific groups. Mm. So maybe as the sport gets bigger, these things get um, you know, more training camps tend to happen, etc. And then, you know, presumably as the sport gets bigger, then goes to more specific groups. You know, we've had a lot of requests for, for doing like a master's uh, camp of this. Yeah. Um, and so those kind of specific athlete groups going through as well you know we, we i think we've been doing elite camp we've, we've done a lot of elite camps now you know mm. like a few weeks ago we had the elite camp and and it's a, it's a different vibe like um the requirements are also different you know like you can't just leave the teens to uh do whatever in the evening you know yeah. so it's a very different you know five six o'clock like a lot of the elite athletes they you know they're very um like autonomous they independent do they, independent do what they want to do mm. you know because they're often in the mid-20s they have other things some of them have work etc whereas the teens is very different uh style how how many have you got with you we're seven actually but if you include manu in that it's uh, <laughs> <Poor Manu. yeah. laughs> and what age range are they um so the youngest just turned 16 and the eldest is 20 what kind of benefits will they get from being at this camp? You know, I, I think there's a certain way that we approach training, CrossFit, building the foundations that, you know, I hope is going to be very useful, especially in terms of improving movement quality. There's also the connections that they make. You know, these guys, day one, they didn't know each other. Whereas, you know, as we move towards the end of the week, they actually form these nice bonds and that can kind of carry it further and, and form friendships as well. And um, it kind of, I, mean, I guess there's another thing that's like, finding out holes in your performance yeah, there's no, looking this is at very those true. sorts of things when you're actually in amongst other peers yeah because a lot of the time they train alone you know so actually being able to be like you know how is my conditioning how is my strength compared to the, you know the age range mm. where i am at and and like i said in the elites it's hard to know so then when you go to the specific categories you know how much should a 16 year old be able to lift that's an excellent question. Yeah. How much should a 16 these days be able to lift? Yeah, you know. There, is there, there a limit? <laughs> yeah, is there a limit? I mean, well, when you start looking at like Emma Lawson and Mal O'Brien, you realise that limit may not be, uh, you know, maybe higher than you originally thought. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's that them almost being aware of like, okay, you know, this girl's my age. You know, because when they look at someone, you know, an older athlete, say Jacqueline, there's a big gap you know, in years. Um, and in terms of strength numbers. So it's like, what's achievable for my age? And I think being around that allows allows them to grow quicker. Yeah. And the so when you first started the, the teen competition, which was originally called the comp, yeah. what was the motivation behind it? Um, it was like, how can we... Honestly, so I'd go around a lot of competitions. Yeah. And you'd always see like the teen category, even at the, the games. And it was always, I always find it really sad to see that like they were just kind of brushed to the side. Mm. And it was like, you know, why is the future of our sport not got a, an event that's like just for them where they can be treated like the, the superstars. And then also the fact that there was no real bridge. You finish the games at 17 and then you're thrown into competing against the elites. I mean, it's such a huge jump. Like, you know, you take someone who's, done well even gone to the games as a teen and then their expectations to go back to the games well you know typically that does not happen quickly like you need a, a number of years and then what do you do in those number of years so mm. one of the other concepts was to bridge the gap between these divisions and that's kind of what we want the crown to become is this bridging competition where you know in lots of other sports you will have say a competition that people look at where 
you know, the younger athletes do go well, compete and use that as a platform to then go into the major competitions. And that's what we want to develop with the crown, um, this kind of bridging competition to the the elite stage. What can an athlete expect? Um, you know, in essence, they can expect a CrossFit competition where, where the main focus is building the community, building friendships and, you know, putting them outside of their their comfort zone but with the idea of of you know building from that you know it's going to be a test of fitness so therefore they're going to have to push hard um and we want to have a high level of teenage athlete here so you know that's kind of um a given but what we also want to create is that community side of it because one of the biggest goals is that these athletes stay in the sport for longer you know you speak to a lot of athletes that have done well at the team games and there's a big drop off for them going into individual and we want to kind of fill that gap and make sure there's not the drop off in the sport the um the first time in fact the only time you've done the comp before was in 2019 yes Uh, i was there it was amazing um and i loved the atmosphere and you had um young people from all over the world competing that was extraordinary especially for a first go i thought that was amazing yeah and you know, it gave me like a huge amount of respect for event organizers mm. because it is a phenomenal amount of work. And, you know, there's not much financial benefit in um, in the majority of CrossFit competitions. But I think because of how the energy was, how much the teams loved it and all of these things is why we, we go, okay, we've got to do this again. Just because, you know, it was such a positive vibe around everything that was happening. And and that was the kind of reasoning why, okay, we've got to run a second edition. Mm. I mean, obviously, 2020, 21, and most of 22, I mean, we're back to normal now in 22, more or less, but yeah. those were right off because of COVID. So is it is it hard to kind of pick up and start again? Do you feel like you have to gather momentum? Honestly, the years fly by. Like, you know, 2019 yeah. could have been last year in yeah, some ways. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but... I think actually it gave us an opportunity to, you know, when we first when we ran the first edition, everything was like very stressed, very done quite quickly. And so actually now having that time to think about it, we wanted to change the, the image a little, rebrand a little, purely because we wanted to really the brand to kind of represent what we're trying to do and give it a bit more of a younger image. And we thought about the name a little bit and, you know, we just simply we quite like the idea of like, the person taking the crown you know that's yeah. why we kind of came up with uh having it like that so in essence it the momentum has maybe gone a little bit because you know the athletes who competed in 2019 are obviously like three to four years mm-hmm. older and so the people who had a good experience may not be in that team category anymore but that's what we're trying to do is like kind of revamp it and, and make sure that it's uh you know we've got like a five-year plan now to carry on the competition so what's the entry requirements? How can uh, a young athlete get involved? So there's two ways. We're inviting all um, previous games athletes who've competed in the team division. So they, they can receive an automatic invite to the final. Or we're having qualifiers. Qualifiers are relatively simple. We're going to run it from December 18th to January 2nd. There's just going to be two workouts. And the workouts will be we'll each have two scored events within the workout. But basically from the 18th to the 2nd of January, um, sorry, the 22nd to the 8th of January. Hang on a minute. Let's just do those dates again. You just said 
let's go again with the yeah yeah dates. sorry sorry so it's just to reconfirm <laughs> it's the december 22nd okay until january 8th all right so all of the christmas holidays for school basically more or less. Exactly. And that's why we're holding the finals in Easter. Yes. As a parent, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a big consideration. Not like, a teacher, as a parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we don't want to have, you know, we wanted to reduce the number of obstacles of people coming. Mm. And one of the bigger obstacles is some holidays. And also the dates, you know, because you go, we, we've also got to factor in like semi-finals and, and games because... You know, yeah. My workload is going to be extremely high during those those periods. So really, this kind of Easter was a really nice time to be able to do it in the sense that a lot of the athletes will have school holidays. And it's like kind of uh, easy to come into Mallorca at that time as well. Like the summer schedule's kind flights. of started. To, yeah. Now so. at the moment, it's pretty hard to get to Mallorca, especially if it's been snowing. But um, yeah. it's pretty hard to get to Mallorca. There aren't, there aren't that many flights. But in Easter time, there's tons of them. So yeah. And um. Who can apply? So, what age range have you got? Um, it starts at 14 years old and finishes at 21. And really, to keep it simple, it's your age on the last day of competition. So, how old are you on the 9th of April? Is the category that you enter. Okay. And then we have male, female. So, we have a 14 15 division, a 16 17 division, and then an 18 to 21 division, uh, both in male and female. And that will be your age on the 9th of January. So three age oh, divisions. 9th of April. Yes, golly. Well, these dates are uh, the dates are eluding me. Today. Show notes. I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, to get yeah, it clear yeah. Then. The um. So there's three age divisions, and obviously boys, or females in one group, one group with mm -hmm. females in the other, and anybody can do the qualifiers. Yeah. So honestly, just the workouts are going to be accessible for the age categories. So, you know, anyone can kind of put their hat in the ring and, uh, and give it a go. Does it cost anything to enter? So if you sign up now, it's only 15 euros. And then if you sign up after the 22nd of December, it becomes 20. And then are there costs to enter, do competing at the final? Yeah, there'll be costs to compete at the final as well. Like most, you know, in fact, every competition. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, from open quarters, semis and games, like there is a cost associated and it's just so we can put on the event, mm. you know. We have to make sure we can facilitate a good event and, and that means that we have to charge uh, an entrance fee for the, the athletes coming. Yeah, well, I mean, it's simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, an expensive game. It is an expensive game and, you know, it has, you know, for those who don't know every competition from, you know, Waterpalooza, Dubai. So I... The, the exception to the rule is Rogue. That's mm. probably one of the only uh, competitions where you don't pay uh, an entrance fee. Hence it only being invitational. What can the athletes expect if they make it to the to Mallorca? What kind of competition? Where is it going to be held? Um, Give so, us some juicy details, yes. please. So we're going to be holding it uh, relatively close to the airport. So transport's going to be super easy. And we're going to have an athlete hotel within walking distance to the, the venue. That's fantastic. Yeah, so in, in terms of kind of like logistics, everything's going to be super easy. Mm. In athlete hotel, we're also going to be providing people staying there with breakfast, lunch and dinner. So all the food is sorted. And then the on-site venue this year, we have 
we have access to kind of three different stages. So we have a swimming pool, we have a indoor venue, and then we have an outdoor venue. Ooh, yeah. possibilities. It, it, exactly. So it means we can be, in 2019, we held it at the um, Palmer Tennis Club in the centre. And C23. And C23. This is mm. very true. So we did do a Friday Night Lights at, at C23. That was mental. Yeah, but this actually <laughs> worked out really well. It gave it like a nice vibe. This So the new venue allows us, in essence, more growth. Like... It is nice being in Parma and it, and it had a very special vibe. However, it, it restricted some of the things that we can do, you know, the size of the tennis mm. court and, and the fact that we're in Parma with the noise regulations and, and some of the behind the scenes stuff become trickier in Parma. Whereas now we're outside, we have the support of um, Yukmayor um, Council. And, and so it just means that actually the event has a lot of capacity to grow now. And, and that's one of the reasons why we kind of rebranded and changed a few things was to allow growth over the next few years. I think that's really crucial that you've got the support of the local authorities here because anything like this needs a lot of permissions and licenses yeah. in Mallorca anyway. I don't know about anywhere else in the world. Yeah, you know, and this is the thing. I think it's very hard... If, it's hard from the outside to appreciate the amount of work that goes into an event because, you know, your ambulances and, yeah. and you know, kind of this whole, like, various forms of insurance, making sure there's security. You know, it's just mm. like there's a... It's not just like putting the equipment down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody come around together on the whiteboard. And honestly, Not getting, quite like that at all. And getting the equipment, it, it's, um, it is a challenge. So, but luckily we, you know, we've had the first one under our belt. We have a lot bigger team now um, within the programme and everyone's on, on board support, so it should be good fun. If there anybody wanted to volunteer to help, mm. how would they do that? And what, um, kind, what kind of volunteers would you be looking for? So, you know, we're currently we're open to all types of volunteers. We, we're getting our... We've got the leads of our various teams, like judging team, equipment team, volunteer leads and um, athlete control, media um, and, what it, um, and all those, those various aspects. But in essence, so the email is uh, the crown at the program.com. Okay. So either reach out there or you can simply go on Instagram the pro at the program crown and um, and just send us a DM on there. So you have until the eighth of January yeah. to enter your qualifying account. Exactly. So so my suggestion would be qualifiers, I don't think any athlete likes doing qualifiers. So you no. know getting them out of the way is useful. The reason that the, the reason for qualifiers is, is obvious in the sense that we want to make sure that the athletes that are there are the ones who are at the right level to be able to compete. Mm. And that's why we've put the qualifiers in place. And You presumably already know what the workouts are going to be for the qualifiers. Yeah, qualifiers are all finalised now. So Can you give any um, coaching tips without actually revealing the actual workouts or um, do you so, want to tell me anything about them? Uh, so we wanted to make them accessible. Um, but challenging. So, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. You know, we're not trying to rewrite the, uh, the movement book or anything like that. And, and there'll be a, everyone will be able to do them. Whereas, you know, the best athletes will shine through being able to get the, the best scores. But I think they're going to be exciting. There's, I, I, I quite like um, one of them in particular, because I think there's going to be uh, an element of one workout that's uh, you know, very simple but very effective. Okay, his eyes just lit up and sadistic. Just telling you. <laughs> so, uh, good luck with that, guys. <laughs> right, anything else to tell me about the crown? No, I think, honestly, if you're an athlete aged between 14 and 21 and you're into CrossFit, like, 
you need to be there. Mm. It's just going to be a great experience. You get to meet other athletes of your own age. It's going to be really fun. We have some. I'm, I'm very excited to uh, release the partners that we're going to have on board for this year, um, which we'll be doing in relatively soon. So it's going to be a very epic event. And, um, and like I said, 14 to 21 into CrossFit, like you need to be there. Yeah, you really do. Good luck. Hello, my name is Stefan. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Italy. Hello, my name is Maya Lalos, and I'm from Germany, and I'm 18 years old. Hi, I'm I'm Simon, and I'm from Sweden. I'm 18 years old. My name is Emma. I'm 17, and I'm from Slovakia. Well, and I don't feel at all um, intimidated by all the incredible fitness that's oozing at me. You guys have been here um, in Mallorca for a camp with John and the program. Um, who wants to tell me about what it's been like? Maya, you start. Okay, so um, first of all, I'm very excited that I'm here and that I got the chance to be at the team camp because I think John is like such an amazing coach and to get, you know, get to know him and like learn from him is like an amazing opportunity and it has been so much fun. Like, I mean, we still got one day left, so um, I'm very excited for it. But so far it has been so much fun getting to know the other teens, getting to know, you know, John's coaching and like doing kind of different stuff than we usually do in training yeah I mean do you Emma do you train normally on your own or would you train in a group like this yeah yeah I always train on my own so it's really good for me to train with others to it gives me more motivation yeah you can see where you're at yeah and is it um is it were you all friends before? Did you know each other before? Simon, do you want to answer that? No. I have seen, like, Maya before at French Throwdown, but I haven't I've talked to anyone or know anyone before the camp. And you're the eldest in... Yeah. yeah you're like d the daddy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like John is the daddy. <laughs> I, I would say younger brother. <laughs> You're the cute cousin. No. Yeah. So, so Amiga, where you're from? You're from Italy. Italy. Yeah. And so, have you, would you say you're probably like the most experienced of the athletes in the group? Or yeah, I don't think so. I just I achieved seven years of doing CrossFit. Maybe my uh, one years more. When did you start, Maya? So I started at ten, but like. I just used to go into like kids classes once a week and I got into competitive competitive CrossFit at 14. So like I'm doing CrossFit for a long time, but like I got into competitive CrossFit at like 14. So are you guys all, are you all students or any of you left school? Yeah. I'm actually at the second year of university. I'm studying sport and educational physical science. What about you, Emma? What are you uh, doing? I'm still studying at high school. Simon? I'm on my last year at high school. Maya? I already graduated this year. Congratulations. Thanks. So you're the only one who isn't studying? Yeah, like I didn't start studying yet. So. And how do you combine, I mean, this is like an age-old problem for a young athlete who wants to, who still has to do school, but how do you combine studying and training? Who? What kind of schedules do you guys have? Simon? It's hard. You have to train like early in the morning and then right after school and you get back home. Yeah. 
every day. Yes, every day. And I guess, I mean, I'm a mum, so I know that that takes a lot of dedication, not just from the actual athlete, but from the whole family, because you need to have people like on your team, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what time in the morning would you be training? I'd be training at 6.30 to around 8 every morning. And then school, and then train again after. Yes. And then home, study more, eat, bed. Uh, it? It's hard to find time to study. <laughs> <laughs> I typically just train, go to school, train, and then eat and yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine how you guys do it because most regular people don't go to the gym once a day, let alone twice, plus also do school. Uh, what What uh, is the motivation? I think just... For our students in high school, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to just like take the whole afternoon to train because I couldn't do twice, uh, two sessions a day. So it started from 2 p.m. and ends like 8 p.m. So just basically train for the whole afternoon. I think you have to do some sacrifices. Yeah, to uh, left some, maybe some friends, some, I don't know, boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever, behind you because you have to reach your goal. So you got one opportunity this life and you cannot waste time. What do you, what do you think, Emma, about, um, like the dedication that you have to put into training. What do you do? You have a problem with um, like your friends saying, "Oh, you're boring," or do you just ignore them and get on with it? I think they all see that we are not typical teenagers, and sometimes they are shocked that we I don't go to parties or out with them. But I know what I what goals I have, and I want to achieve them. Like I mean. Am I going to just imagine that your everybody's goal is to be the best in the world and? Yeah, nodding all around. <laughs> <laughs> what would who would you say? Yeah, tell me who your heroes are. Who do you look up in to in the sport? Do you um, do you want to start, Maya? Yeah, you mean like as an athlete, like who I look up to, yeah. or like general? Which athlete do you admire? Uh, obviously, Mel Bryan and Emma Lawson. I mean, they're the same age as we are, and like they already achieved so much, and they're like simply impressive. So. I would definitely say I look up to these two. So, yeah, I agree. They're pretty amazing. <laughs> Simon, what do you say? I look up to a Swedish athlete, Camilla Salomonsson. I think she's really good, and I like her energy. Yeah, have you met her? No, I haven't. She says like someone that she should like, send a little message on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Emma? Uh, also, probably similar as Maya, because we can relate to these teenagers. Yeah, they're good role models. Yes. And what do you think? If I have to pick only one athlete, uh, it will be maybe Rich from me. Oh, OG. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started doing CrossFit when he won the third in a row championship. Yeah. So it was pretty motivated me so and I admire I admire him because he just like managed all the whole workouts you know in the best way the best way yeah so it's not just like the talented guy like Matt Fraser who won every single workout but he has 
he had the capacity to just get into the workout and manage them the best way of possible. Yeah, the guy is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um it's hard to imagine anyone's ever going to to be as good as him. Yeah. Considering what he's done over his career. Um so What's this week been like then, apart from uh, having a cool time training with each other and making friends? What would you say? I did see a video of you guys um, kind of accidentally doing burpees in the sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really funny moment. Yeah. What, what, tell me this. Who wants to tell me the story about that workout? We did it on Tuesday. Or yesterday. Yesterday. Thursday. Today on is Friday. On Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesday at dinner, John told us, okay guys, we're going to leave this house at 6.45 a.m. <laughs> and we were like, oh no, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's too early. Yeah. The gym isn't open yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we went to this place near the sea. And the sea was like, I don't know, waves. There were a lot of waves and John told us, okay guys, go right there and do some burpees. <laughs> You're going to do 50 burpees, then came back, go up the stairs with uh, the partner on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -uh. <laughs> it, it was like funny because like Simon and Veronica, they both got crashed by a wave yeah. and like oh. they were into the sea and like we were scared for their lives. <laughs> and actually one wave also crashed me and now I got like a little hole in my hip. So I'm going to oh, no. remember this moment forever. So... <laughs> I basically got a tattoo from this workout. Oh my now, goodness. So. Thanks, John. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, John. <laughs> Some lasting memory. But I guess, I mean, that, that sort of uh, workout is, is just telling you to always be ready for the, the unknowable. Because huh? yeah. <laughs> that's a very typical thing that they do in, the, in loads of different competitions is you get taken to a mystery location. Yeah. But also, like, looking back at it, it was, like, so much fun and, like, I mean, I couldn't do this kind of workout at home in Germany, so it was, like, cool that we did something like this. Yeah. Is it your first time in Mallorca for all of you? Or have you been to Mallorca before? No, I've been. I usually come here once a month because I'm actually training with the program mm -hmm. and with the John stuff. So, basically, come here once, once a month. What about you, Emma? Uh, yeah, I also train with the program with Dom, so I've been here once so far. And you guys? It's my first time here. Yeah, what do you think? What's it's your been... first impression? <laughs> it's been really fun, it's a great humor. Yeah, I think it's a great place to train. What do you think? I mean, you like the sea, Maya, so... <laughs> yeah, like, I have been in Mallorca when I was little, like a kid, but I haven't been to sea. Like a good been... German, you've been to Mallorca. Yeah, before. exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, now training with all these people here, it's, like, my first time. Mm. I mean, you've been in the, in the, in the big gym at C23, and you've got, there are, like, games athletes in there as well, and you, you're, like, hanging out with the big guys. Does that feel intimidating to you, or do you get excited, or...? You know, just how does it feel to be in there? So it's it's very exciting just to know that they're games athletes. I mean, that's what we're working for. So just having the opportunity to train next to games athlete is like very nice because it pushes you even more. 
motivates you mm-hmm. and like they're so nice like we actually did workouts with Sola and with Ella and Jacqueline this morning so that's, that's cool. cool yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're cool girls as well it's yeah. nice to get to know them I'm sure um so what's the thing that you're going to take away from this week what, what's kind of like the feeling you're going to leave with when the whole thing's over and done with apart from a hole in your hip that is <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say one quote I'm sorry but embrace your fears yeah. like, oh yeah. so, where did you get that from John yeah embrace John fears. obviously said it but like I don't think it was in a training context no, context it was a dinner it was like at dinner he said embrace your fears but I think that sums up the camp very well so yeah okay embrace your fears yeah well, they say about um, beating them to death until <laughs> <laughs> no that's weaknesses not fears yeah. so I guess all you guys are going to do the um, you're going to try to be competing in the crown which is happening next year do you have any thoughts about that uh, I'm competing there. I got a wild card. Okay, so I'm looking forward to the experience. I'll it's see. probably one of my like, uh, last team competitions. And then what will happen? Then, then you'll be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your best? What's been your best finish in a competition? I won a competition in Netherlands, but I also been to the games as team. And how was that? Uh, I was seventh. Now, how was the experience? Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I really liked it and I would like to come back sometime. Makes you hungry for more. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. What about you guys? Are you going to be competing in the crown next year? Yeah, I'll try to qualify. Yeah, Maya? Yeah, me too, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's why I qualify. Because like, like, the weather in Milk is much better at Easter. Yeah. The sea is much warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Burpees can be done for much longer periods in the water. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Okay, well, thanks very much, guys. You can go back to your dinner now. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Stefano, Simon, Emma, Maya, and John, of course. Just to confirm, the qualifiers are from December the 22nd to January the 9th. They currently cost $15 to enter. The finals will be in Mallorca from the 7th to the 9th of April. So sign up, get busy and good luck. Until next time, thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod. <laughs>